0: This is a Forward Progress Interruption, sponsored by Phenom and the Sideline Hustle Podcast. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this
1: recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation.
0: Allow me to reintroduce myself. This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I've slept on a couch for three out of my five working years. I'm willing to do that again to make this podcast turn into a big media company and, and kind of live that dream out because there's no other side for me. Like, everything's been done just by us hustling. We've been literally recording a podcast on a couch I bought from Bob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, back to our regular schedule program
0: what up what up what up this is your host drew lieberman and welcome to season two of the sideline hustle podcast let's get right into it this is a series called forward progress that we will release as part of the larger sideline hustle podcast but in the forward progress series we will host more one-on-one interviews with players and coaches and focus the conversations on each guest's journey that has led them to where they are today uh, while hoping to really uncover the process and habits that have helped make them successful and can hopefully be related to to all the listeners. I intend Forward Progress to be a much more micro look at the individuals, whereas the Sideline Hustle Football Podcast is a more macro view of the business and lifestyle of college football and the NFL. Uh, Today, in episode one of Forward Progress, uh, we have someone who has become very special to me in a very short amount of time. Juwan Winfrey will be a redshirt senior at the University of Colorado and is their starting wide receiver this year. Uh, Juwan and I met serendipitously through Twitter. Last season, he ran a great double-move post route for his USC for a touchdown that, quote-unquote, put him on the map, as he says. Uh, I saw the clip, broke it down on Twitter and Instagram as part of our Teach Tape series without knowing anything about Juwan. And it was the first video of ours that kind of went viral on Twitter with about 80,000 views. And a bunch of people tweeted at me telling me that Juwan was from New Jersey. So I contacted Juwan. I DMed Juwan on Twitter, asking him if he'd like to do a podcast with me to follow up the video, And then once we recorded the podcast, we agreed to train together when he was home in New Jersey in May. And and Juwan's an awesome kid. I ended up training him for about two weeks at his old high school, Dwight Morrow High School in Englewood, New Jersey, before he returned to Colorado this summer. And I'm still consulting with him every day as he sends me film clips to evaluate and keeps me in the loop about all his progress this offseason. So what you're about to hear right now is the first phone conversation Juwan and I ever had. I was on the go at the time and recorded it from my cell phone. Um, And Juwan briefly tells us about his path from Englewood, New Jersey to the University of Colorado before we dive deeper into wide receiver play specifically and really talk about the art of the double move. Uh, Juwan is also featured in an awesome teach tape video that we are releasing alongside with the podcast today, which features him breaking down the Dino route, which is the route that he ran against USC and explains what it takes to successfully run a double move and gives you a little bit more information into, into his background. Uh, So you can find the video on YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram. And like I said, that goes along very well with the podcast coming out today. Hope you guys enjoy. Excited to be back. Here is episode one of Forward Progress with Jawan Winfrey. Yo, you hear me? Yo. Alex, I'm excited we're talking, man, finally. Yeah, I know. This is pretty cool, though, I think, the way... We kind of got in touch, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that, that video, the kind of the double move video of, of you scoring that touchdown versus USC was like kind of the first one for me for the sideline hustle that like went like kind of big. It got like you know, 80,000 yeah. views or whatever, yeah. uh, which was cool. And then like I didn't even like I'm a New Jersey guy. I coached at Rutgers for three years. Um, I live in New Jersey now and I, I didn't like I just saw the video and I'm like, you know, broke it down like you getting in the kid's blind spot. Didn't even think to research like who it was, and all these people were tweeting at me like, "Oh, that's Juwan Winfrey He's from New Jersey," and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing." Let me hit him up and, and see if we can talk about this. Um, Juan Winfrey,
1: red shirt, going to be my red
0: shirt senior year. Not play at uh, University of Colorado. So you out of high school? You went to Dwight Morrow High School, right, New Jersey? Yeah. Yep. And then and then you were committed to Maryland, and you went to Maryland for a year, and then transferred. Yeah. So just take me through like the process kind of, uh, of you know, how you how you made it to Colorado, why you chose Colorado through everything, and just, just kind of walk yeah. me through that briefly. Okay, so
1: yeah, uh, I've been on actually, a real long journey. You know, uh, graduated in uh, 14, you know, Maryland. Well, well I, I wanted to stay close to home, as well as the start home. offense, I was in the fall, so I chose Maryland. Had a really uh, pretty decent freshman year, I guess, behind, uh, Stephon you know, put behind Stefan Diggs. That's my big bro, so. I know he's kind of like a mentor for me and somebody i, I look up to and watch so start started off there as well had a pretty solid freshman year you know i uh, had, had a little screw-ups you know messed up twice there so as far uh, as like off, off the field you think? Yeah, off the field yeah yeah fair enough off the field so uh you know i had to humble myself and that's when uh, the, the real journey started you know i went to junior college after there so i had to go to junior college for one year uh ended up going to coffeeville which ended up being one of the best choices I could have made. You know, uh, taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about the the real grind. You know, I thought I had everything, and you know, taught me where I lacked and just how much harder I got to work. You know, resources there, you lack so many resources going from D1 to JUCO. You know, and you get to actually really appreciate where you came from. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got the opportunity to play with some some real big names as well. There, you know, we had a quarterback from Memphis, Riley Ferguson. I was my quarterback there. Yeah. Yeah uh receiver from Boise State, Cedric Wilson. I was the other receiver on the other side of me, so we put up big numbers every week and uh it was you guys, yeah, you guys are loaded. Yeah, play with them, get that opportunity. And uh from there, you know, uh I first committed to the University of Pittsburgh and then uh, just after after one visit at Colorado, you know, it, it just blew me away. You know, I spoke was speaking to those coaches throughout the process as well and then I <laughs> you know, just that one visit blew me away. You know, I felt that there was gonna rise and uh, they were gonna do something special, and just that coach, that coach I really liked the coach, Coach Shiburu. You know, he understood. He he was a JUCO coach as well. He understood the journey, the process, and uh, you know I just believe I believe that he was gonna get me to where I wanted to be. So fell in love with Colorado. Uh, it's a college town, beautiful. You know they got all the resources you need for a college football player to get you to that next level. And uh, you know I came in and uh, was doing my thing, and then I tore my ACL. And that actually happened to be the best year at CU in some years. You know, we went 10-2 that season. Right. So I missed out on a lot. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I got to compete against uh, three DBs who got drafted that year on our team. So it was great going against against them before I got hurt as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So You feel like you found home at Colorado and you're you're happy about – like, it's just wild to hear this story and, like Mm – you know, how seemingly something, you know, terrible, like you get in trouble in Maryland, you got to leave, all that stuff ends up probably being a blessing in your eyes now that it's kind of come full circle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've been able to
1: witness a lot of stuff, you know, see my game. I've glad to watch my game evolve over the past years, you know. I'm proud of where I've gotten so far. But I'm not satisfied, you know. I've a long way to go still. Past few years, you know, I've been all around the country. I've gotten to say i got to play on the East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, yeah. everything. So, you know, it's been eye-opening for me. And, uh, it's been a great process, so can't complain.
0: That's cool, man. It's, it's cool to hear you go through. Because I remember at Rutgers, like so many kids, they get in trouble, go to community college, whatever. You never hear from them again, you know? Yeah. I guess yeah. it's definitely, it's hard. Like, not that it's something I've been through, but just talking to guys who have done it. Like, it's so hard to get lost in that shuffle or, or lose your, use your drive a little bit. And you don't get that scholarship to get back to the D1 level. So it's cool. It's cool to hear from you that, you know, you kind of did it the right way. Ended up being a learning experience for you. And I'm sure, you know, in the end, it'll probably, you'll probably look back and think it was one of the best things that ever happened to you. Yeah, for sure. So I just want to talk now about just just like some wide receiver play. And so what I'm going to do is, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen some of the teeth shapes that I put out, like those videos breaking down like in detail some of the wide receiver stuff. Yeah, I've
1: seen
0: something. Yeah, so I want to do one on like the art of the double move. Um, and I think a cool thing to do would be like to come out with the teeth shape and then come out with like a follow up of you kind of explaining it from your eyes um from yeah. a player's perspective and then i think you know i think it could be some some good content that way slant go slant whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah everyone online was like the old school dino route which is yeah, like what the old school, yeah the dino dino yeah that's what the old school mm-hmm. like west coast offense stuff is um okay. so talk to me about like what what would what, you say your coach's last name was it's like i can't pronounce it i don't want to
1: give a ring yeah. yeah my receiver
0: um, coach, yeah 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 so so talk to me about like, what, what were his when he like installed the route like what were the kind of the coaching points he coached you up on on um, so when you run that route, uh, the main point is selling it.
1: And, you know, you got to have uh, powerful sticks and you got to have a great head fake. So uh, you want to float up the ball. You know, feel like you're going vertical. And give uh, a great stick with a head fake as well. Just plant strong and come, you don't you don't want to come too flat because you don't want to get stuck. So you're going like a vertical but still slant at a good explain, angle. Ex- explain what that means to someone who might not know what you mean by getting stuck. Okay, because if I if I came too flat, he would have been able, uh, him breaking, in, breaking on that flat slant, you know, he would have been able to put hands on me. Right. More so if I the slant where I took it, uh, maybe like a 45 degree, more right. vertical, you know, I'd be able you're, to get out that a little faster and quicker as well. Yeah,
0: you're, you're trying to take a slant, slant angle where you still have some leverage on him so he doesn't, you yeah, know, get, exactly. get that fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. So, All right. We take that, and uh, once you break towards that slant, you know, you want to, Sell, sell the slant. Like he actually really learned that. So after I made that break, you know, I turned my head all the way as if I'm looking at the quarterback, and um we go. So we go three steps, and three steps to the to the go route, then three to the slant, then three again to the go route and break up again. So after we went to after I cut towards that slant and broke vertical again, you know, I kind of knew it was, it was done deal because uh, I seen I seen how he, he believed I was running that slant at first, and then. He got, got out real fast but as he got out he lost track of me because I, I i went to his, his
0: blind spot yeah so the area where they can't see you right and so you were conscious of as soon as you broke you were like let me find that blind spot and kind of kind of nestle right in there so he can't see you. yeah yeah. Yep, yeah exactly i, I, once I broke i can't i didn't go
1: at a straight angle i kind of widened it yeah i broke and widened it vertically so i can get in that one uh that blind spot so yeah you know that was just the key getting there and uh another uh, hit him with another uh, extremely hard fake,
0: so with my head my
1: feet and uh that was
0: it so here's the next thing i want to talk about with you as someone who's like kind of at least on this route has perfected that remember the the caption i kind of wrote for that was like hey you don't have to be blazing fast to play receiver mm-hmm. to be a good re-. and that wasn't to say you're not fast but it was like yeah. you're clearly not running full speed and you're wide open
1: yeah. and i've had
0: a bunch of young receivers dming me like what do you mean you don't you don't have to run full speed and obviously, you know, there's a lot of guys who just don't understand that, you know, sitting, like if you're running a 14-yard comeback, running it at 88% to be in the guy's blind spot is way more important than threatening him downfield and, and being super fast and out of control. Yeah. So just talk to me, like, in your mind, how you try to master the nuances of the, the craft of receiver and, and just explain how and why, you know, you don't really ever play the game at full speed at receiver, very rarely. Yeah, um,
1: you know, I was blessed to be able to, I was blessed at a young age to get coached. I you know, I entered college at seventeen and I was blessed at that, uh, to be coached by the people I was. So I was at the University of Maryland and there we our receiver coach was uh Keenan McCarthy, 17, 17 year NFL vet. So uh, he taught us the ins and outs early of the game. You know, he taught us he told us he's gonna coach us like uh he coaches his because he first came from the NFL. He's coaching the NFL as well. So that's where he just got off from his last job, a uh, receiver coaching job work team, but you know, he told us he's you gonna know, teach us and coaches how he, he teaches them so you know from a young age I would learned the in and out of the receiver standing in you know the head fake, staying low shoulder over toes all that stuff and um you know speed change of speed is uh one of the big things I learned as well especially with him and um you know a couple workouts with uh just some mentors and big people such as uh, Muhammad Sanu Stefan get along they taught me um basically it's all about deceptiveness and um mm. coming off the ball Coming off the ball is the, the most important thing. So you can't come off running a, a route fifty percent, eighty percent, percent. You know you got to come off real strong and come off sell it that you're going vertical at, at first. You know, right? Come off, come off super fast, and then after you, you know, you get to about eight, seven yards. That's when you start to go into coast mode, but you're still not in, not in super slow mode. But you know, you right. still you want to be fast enough where you can get in and out of your breaks. Mm. Super fast, but still not super fast or out of control. You know? Right. So that was just the main part, you know, being able to change speeds from taking off fast
0: to, to getting close range, and that's it right there. And I just think it's something that I've found as a receivers coach. Like, I've coached I, one of the greatest experiences of my life was I've been able to coach D3 ball the last two years, mm-hmm. um, and it was at my alma mater, so it was very personal to me. I enjoyed being there, but. It was just great for me to come from D1 and come back down to D3 because it made me a better coach because you have to teach more at the D3 level, yeah, you know? Definitely. And like, mm-hmm. and so, so that was great, man, Because, and it was cool. Like, these kids, similar to the guys that are hitting me up on Twitter, like, they really didn't understand, and no one had ever taught them that it's not necessary to run as fast as you can, and your 40-time at receiver is so overrated because the nuances, like, think about how many fast guys get drafted early and never make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, the nuances of your craft, understanding how to attack leverage, how to beat certain certain defenses and certain coverages like that's what's way more important. Um, and it, it's been a cool process kind of teaching people that. Is there anything you do like drill wise to work on like like what are what are the thing like if you're going to work out and let's say you were running your own workout, you know what are the things you work on a, on a daily basis from a receiver aspect?
1: Definitely. So when I work when I work out, I bring a, a ladder and cone with me everywhere. So if I don't get a ladder in usually I do my ladder working, so I do. A, Go through the ladder with footwork drills, and then after I do, I do cones, and with my cones, I work on uh, you know, just getting my hips more fluid so drills going in and out of the cones, and then uh, always working the curls and comeback drills because uh, mm-hmm. I feel that my comeback is actually, I feel that's my strongest route, and I thought yeah. I was brought brought up early on that route at Maryland. You know, our, our comebacks used to run them at 18 yards, so now mm-hmm. something we used to work on strong a lot. Uh, going under that bar, we have a bar that i bring a bar out to the workout sometimes well we have that already there like a little white you should go under yeah you know, to say low, low to lower yeah, yeah. To stay yeah. low. Yeah. so i'm just working on getting in and out of my breaks you know doing uh setting up square drills put the cones in the rectangle and uh just doing a whole bunch of stuff where i'm working on getting in and out of my breaks and you know what i'm really starting to work on now more is uh high pointing balls because uh so that was one of the things i that's probably my weakest trait you know, coming down with uh, like the I combat, the ball. combat
0: catches, yeah, the, the yeah, 50, competitive fifty, 50, 50 balls, 50, yeah. 50 balls, yeah, that's probably
1: yeah. uh, you know, I'm more of a route runner, right? You know, I like to get open and catch it easy from that point, but uh, definitely fifty fifty balls is something I really work on, uh definitely more as I'm coming towards the senior year. You know, I'm gonna show the scouts I can do it all, so.
0: That's awesome, man. This was—I think this was good. I think it's gonna be really useful to people to to kind of hear it. You know, like people who are fans of the sideline hustle always hear from me. I think it'll be awesome for them to see a video that they you know enjoyed and responded to, and then hear you really break it down, kind of that way. Um, and and it's cool to hear because I was thinking in my head like, how am I gonna describe the art of the double move? And committing yeah. to the to the sticks and selling the sticks was the first thing you said. Like to me, that's the whole key to it. You know, you yeah, is is just like really fig- like you have to be an actor almost in in, in a way. And really sell that. I uh I appreciate your time. Definitely hit me when you're in New Jersey. As far as sideline hustle goes, like, like I said, I started this a year ago after I left Rutgers and we're just really trying to tell like the true story of college football. Not the stuff you hear on the media, but like here's here's the story of a kid who went to Maryland and then went to a junior college and now is at Colorado. You know what I mean? Like kinda like the everyday story, not the not the Baker Mayfield story that one percent of people live, like the the more common like here's what everyday life is like as a young coach or as a as a young player in college football. So let's definitely get together next weekend. I think that'd be great. All right, gotcha. All right, bro. I really appreciate it, Juan. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, no problem. Bye. Right, later, bro. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of Forward Progress. Season 2 of the Sideline Hustle podcast is officially underway. Episode 19 of the Sideline Hustle football podcast comes out on Monday where we will cover the off-season life for players and coaches. Everything from preparing for the NFL draft with combines and pro days, different off-season training regiments that guys put themselves through, and Coach Friesian dives deep into his recruiting philosophies as we attempt to, to update you guys on everything that's been happening in the football world since last season ended. Uh, if you haven't heard the season two kickoff episode, WRU has officially moved to New Jersey, which means that we are offering skills training in the art of route running for wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, and defensive backs as well as Division I caliber film study for for all positions. Uh, Gary Nova has started a brand called IQB, where he's training and mentoring young quarterbacks. And I'm training route runners and defensive backs, again, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, DBs throughout New Jersey. So DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Sideline Hustle for more information. Uh, Make sure to check out our Teach Tape series, which is released once a day through those channels and has continued to grow and and really garner a, a really positive response from everybody. Uh, social media has been a really powerful tool that has allowed us to educate players, coaches, and fans throughout the entire country about the game of football. So, so make sure you check that out, and that'll give you a preview into the insight and, and training that we're offering. Also, go get yourself a Sideline Hustle t-shirt and support the movement if you haven't already. All of our content and gear can be found on the sidelinehustle.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's great to be back, and I will see you again on Monday.
2: I said farewell, you took it well promise I won't cry or bust fill milk Give me a paper towel Give me another valve, Give me another hour or two Hour with you